Alrighty, last time we played. Hang on, what's what session is this? I think this is almost session thirty. Let me check. It is session thirty. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're not going to look as cool at bars. And <laughs> we're going to have people telling us about like our knees are going to start to hurt but i think we can officially now use back in my day not ironically well i mean back in session one exactly yeah well not all the way back to session one but last session uh you continued your exploration of the dwarven keep you took a, a little while to kill a cave fisher uh you got spiked by some tentacles and you ventured into the Dwarven Forge after exploring the, hang on, the room adjacent to the forge. I know what it is. Refinery. Yeah. And in the forge, uh, oh yeah, you picked up a whole lot of ingots. You picked up some fine quality ingots. Um, Matt switched out a weapon. So what do you have now, Matt? Uh, I just... I'm, I've swapped back over to the great axe, but it's a plus one great axe now. Right. Mm-hmm. Finally crafted great axe. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You found a, um, a small room that looked like some kind of design laboratory and a large construct underneath a tarp. And in the laboratory were a whole bunch of schematics in Dwarvish. Uh, that seemed to relate to said construct. A humanoidish construct that looks like it's built for fighting. Yeah, are we any, yeah so that's where we will are we start. Are any closer to firing that baby up? Tink, tink, tink. <laughs> Thaddeus is just knocking on it, like poking at it. I so want it, I want it to work. <laughs> wait, okay, so... It, yeah, I was going to say, so, like, my my recollection is, obviously, there's schematics of the machine, but was were there materials that we f- could discern how to operate the construct? So, uh, Sarah, you're reading the sch- schematics, and Thaddeus is looking at the actual thing? Uh, possibly? Okay, so here's my other thing. I... I thought that we had all abandoned that room to go to a smaller room off to the side, and that's where we saw the schematic sheets, and we were yeah. all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where we're currently at. Yeah. All right. Though I don't know if Thaddeus is, has I, returned back to the construct. No, I just wanted to comedically poke a giant okay. metal thing. Yeah, I believe we were all in that small side room that had the illusionary door thing. Yes. Um, I believe we're still in there. I am also still a giant snake. <laughs> I forgot about that. So <laughs> I don't know whether my reading abilities are too high at the moment. Um, snake, snake snoot. But snakey snoot. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me what I can do as a snake in this room. And then I might just like point with my tail or is it a snout on a snake? Like the the... The boop of the snoot? The, the boop of the snoot? Yeah. <laughs> snoot. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to boop some stoof with my snoot and see if I can suggest to them maybe to read some stuff. I don't know if you're venturing into, like, Dwarvish. ultimate Canadian or groundskeeper Willie type territory with that. Can I just respond with yes? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone's welcome to make... Hmm... 
I will say insight with disadvantage because you're trying oh. to make sense of schematics in a in a language you don't know about um, a mechanical process that you don't understand. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that. Oh man, I was hoping that Draconic and uh, Dwarvish shared like. So with disadvantage, it's still a uh, a dirty twenty. Ooh, I got uh, twelve. You're an absolute jerk, Tim. I have a twenty for the high roll and a two for the low roll. (laughs) (laughs) So the only one who rolled decently is the one who can't communicate. That would be the one, yeah. That would that would be it, yeah. So Thaddeus is holding it backwards and upside down. Though, so I I do, I do want to say, I'm trying to recall. I technically, I believe, I have one more spell or one more scroll of uh, comprehend languages. Was that in? That wasn't there? in the anvil, right? It was prior. No, wait. It was in the same room. As the, the the potions. Okay, so uh, you guys do not have access to that at the moment. I was wondering whether it was on my form before I transformed into the snake, in which case it is currently inside my snake tummy. It's just acting there mingling with mingling with John Voight. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just having a party up in that business. Um, I was just trying to confirm, like, if you guys had access to it, technically one of you could also read it, but I, it is in my snake form for now. But I did get a 20. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so as as you're looking at these, as you're all looking at these, uh, the there's, like, a gust, of, like, not just a draft, but a full-on gust of wind, and the papers begin to, like, blow around the room, and you notice that, like, the writing on them is starting to disappear. And, uh. <laughs> and from the passage behind you, you hear a stern voice say, looking for something. Uh, Thaddeus lets out a slightly effeminate squeal I was of g- startlement. <laughs> I was and then g- immediately hops into like the lowest version of his own voice he can and goes, ah, Wait. Well, you seem to have uh, <laughs> snuck up on me, friend. <laughs> um, I was going to do a very similar thing as if a snake, you know, like a, I can't even do it, that, like the, the tongue hiss? sound could do a, uh, like that would be what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't even attempt that. My mouth would not. <laughs> yeah, my mouth does not want to do that. Is Gutterbird the only one who doesn't make a comical sound? I'm kind of used to strange creatures and, uh, and people popping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like, sup. <laughs> so in the uh, in the circular room, I guess, outside the, the door, standing about five feet tall is a broad-shouldered dwarf wearing immaculate purple robes with golden flourishes. His sandy gray beard is done in a complex braid that goes down to his waist. A flawless silver circlet sits atop his brow, and a striking amulet hangs on a gold chain around his neck. And he looks at you, he's got his hands clasped behind his back, and he's looks a little peeved. A little peeved, eh? Thaddeus turns fully facing him now. 
and just says, to be honest, Fran, I just really wanted to know how your hamster ball of doom out there worked. He says, hmm, says, I've walked these halls for what feels like an eternity, and I never thought that the first thieves that would come into my old home would be, and he kind of like does a hand gesture, of this appearance. I was about to get defensive and say we're not thieves, but I realize I'm holding several things from your armory, so that doesn't necessarily track. But at the same time, I don't want to take it. The hamster ball of doom is terrifying, but awesome. Can I, like, can I, like, slither between? Like, I just want to kind of position myself so I'm a defensive, like, in front of the two of them and, like, ready to possibly block an attack of some kind or a spell. Okay, sure. This dwarf does not move. He just stands where he is. Wait a minute. Can I pick up a tiny rock and just toss it at him? Like, very, like... In, at like, his not feet. an attack, just yeah, like, like a... just at his feet to see if it <laughs> oh. goes through his feet. Um, okay. Sure. Cool. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Excellently stated. Um, yeah, it kind of goes through a foot, and he just kind of moves his foot. Are you a ghost or a projection, my friend? You don't seem too spooky. Uh, he begins to float off the ground a little bit. And he says, well, I am no longer among the living. I mean, that... Does that mean you're a ghost or a projection? I mean, I... I'm gonna do divine sense. (laughs) I've got one of those left. Yeah, you get a ping of undead from this little dwarf. Okay... Next, next question. Just like, just feeling so like that idea of, I didn't need this today kind of vibe. And he's just like, are you like a vengeful undead or are you just like a chilling ghost dude? Because, I mean, we're having a very amiable, well, I consider it to be a very amiable conversation. But I'm pretty sure I saw, was it your ashes or your servant's ashes upstairs somewhere? I was just going to say, like, does this guy look like any of the statues that we've seen along the way? Of, like, the noble leaders or the lord, or oh, what was his name? Uh, Amarthane? Yes, I was just trying to be quiet while the Tokyo Drift was happening outside uh. myself. Yeah, does this guy look like uh, King Amarthane? Yes, he does. Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, do I do I drop the snake? And he's talking in common, right? Yeah, he is. He he says he kind of like looks a little sheepish. He says, "Yeah, those were those ashes were mine." That's very unfortunate, sir. You do not have to tell me. Just wanted you to know I understood. Like I get it. Do you? you? He looks a little, maybe like a little bit offended. He's like, I am, I have been in this purgatory to protect something that you have taken. Didn't do a very good job then, did he? 
You gonna sass the ghost, eh? Oh, this, yo, damn, there's a second pile of ashes. <laughs> yeah, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly appears. Um, Thaddeus kind of goes for the... I can understand wanting to make a noble sacrifice to rid this place of a great evil. I get that. It's just we're kind of on round two. He raises an eyebrow as if inviting you to provide an explanation. Do you know what a beholder is? Uh, his his reaction tells you that he's not heard that word for a long time, but he's not happy to hear it again. Some jackass was promised power and was like, oh, all you gotta do is bring me into your world, and blah, 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 blah. And long story short, one idiot human brought a beholder. He's kind of having a nap, though. So we're getting put through all of these, like, weird dream versions of reality that he's making and we're trying to collect information to go find him and uh, poke out all his ass there's also the dark Eladrin queen that is apparently his alliance in the Feywild oh I'm sorry I can't speak yeah exactly <laughs> what I mean to say is <laughs> I just start making that sound and you're like Shh, will you shut up <laughs> I'm trying to speak eloquently about my point here <laughs> Um, make a persuasion check, Thaddeus. How does a 23 sound? Ooh. Sounds persuasive. It sounds, sounds like I will always believe you. <laughs> he says that for centuries he's roamed these halls to make sure that no one comes for these books. That when he was alive... Their mastery of magic led them to exe- like explore the, the various planes. And he says that his people became almost untethered from any sense of humility until they found one place that they dared never look at again. And they, even though it didn't make it through, they saw certain creatures on the other side. And one was dubbed a beholder. And that was something which... It was very close to the time when the great beast below was besieging us and led me to complete the drastic ritual that I did to turn this keep into a tomb so that this knowledge would never escape. But you're telling me that one of these creatures has already invaded this place. It's trying. Can we back up to maybe the great beast below? Is that, like, dealt with, or are we gonna have to do something about that? He says it... We trapped it in here with us, and it is surely starved to death many, many decades ago. I've I've wandered down there. Sorry, he'll say that he's he he has gone down to the very bowels of the keep and gazed upon its skeleton and and sort of wished to join this creature in oblivion. But it is dead. 
is it still dead? Because there was like a piece of God's eye that fell and crashed into here. And we're still kind of tracking that down. I just really don't want to walk into a skeleton with a piece of God's eye in its forehead of like some ancient creature that's going to just eat my soul inadvertently. I really... It's not a... It's not... That's not a today thing. <laughs> you seek this meteor? That's That's what has brought you into my keep? Tim, I'd know. I would know how much time I had left on my wild shape, right? Like, I think so. Huh? You check your tail. There's just a little, like a little, yeah, a little, like, like I'm probably close to the end of it by now. I would imagine, right? I mean, I think you were. I think you were more than halfway through for sure. I think I was more. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of like do a sigh like that, like. Because I don't, I want to stay in this form as much as possible. But I would actually like to kind of coil in on myself and like transform back into my shape from within that coil and then like have my cloak kind of fill out the rest of where my, where the, like the base of the constrictor snake would be. So it's like basically like I like twirl like kind of twirl into it from the snake within the snake's body. Ooh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, circa nineteen seventy seven. But meets Anaconda. John Voight, John, circa nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, I mean maybe. <laughs> um, so I want to do that, and I, I think I'm still in my winter form. I don't think I've changed yet. Um, and I want to say to him, we fear that finding that meteor might be the only thing that protects us from that beholder getting out. He says, if if I assist you with this, will you leave the books behind? What, what is in the books? The, the books are the compendium of our knowledge of our mastery over magic without these meteorites. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Or a proposition, I should say. This is me to the king. I am becoming more and more aware that these meteors, these pieces of magic are more dangerous than I had anticipated, and I, I know how dangerous they were to begin with, but the power that they wield and the demand and what I've seen people do for them is prolific. I will happily leave these books behind. I would. Honestly, if I would almost prefer to destroy them in a way. Would I be able to read them first? He he looks puzzled. He says, to, to what end? I fear, and tries kind of like almost like staring down. I fear as though the mission I've been sent on to restore the balance of magic and prevent these great powers I fear as though there are greater magical forces at hand I fear as though without as much knowledge as possible we are fighting a losing battle I don't want to use the knowledge in there but I, I'd like to be prepared to fight against it if somehow something in there could assist us I give you my word 
it is not my choice to use anything in these books, but I, I do fear that without as much knowledge as I can get, we might be in a losing battle. First off, you can't destroy the books. They are, they are too strong. They are too resilient. The knowledge itself is too, too impervious to destruction. It's the, it's the strangest thing. If they could be destroyed, I certainly would have done it with the wish that I wished. And he says, but now I'm sensing the diplomatic maneuvering of a representative of the Fey Court. And I've dealt with your kind before, and I know that everything has more than one meaning. I've dealt with your predecessors who wanted balance, and it was it was self-serving balance. Might I ask to whom you spoke to? Scott's a dick. <laughs> Are you talking to Bob? Yeah, Bob. Whew. Yes, let me open my one note, and I will tell you who I spoke to. <laughs> <laughs> Would it perhaps be a Queen Serial, a lost shadow queen of the Aladrin court? Yes, he, he sort of taps his chin. Yes, yes, Serial. She was, she was the sister of... Queen Saffron, Cilia Saffron, is she still on the throne? Cyril has, in my entire lifetime, been lost, and I'm gathering now from our recent interactions that she has a plot in alliance with the Beholder. So needless to say, I'm not with that bitch. Can you make a persuasion check? You make an I'm not with that bitch check. Which dice? Which dice? Which dice? Okay. <laughs> you're, okay. Walk us through your thought process as to like which dice that you're picking. <laughs> okay. She hovered so, over three. So, so I've got I've got a no, I've got four dice sets in front of me. I have three dispel dice, so I immediately limited it down to my dispel dice. I have one that is like dark and shadowy I'm like that's bad mojo that's not what I'm wanting I have one that's too pastel and neon that I'm like maybe not the right vibe and then I have one that's kind of like calming and trustworthy uh, it's that, like it's that's like you're calming it's, and trustworthy it's like dreamy and yeah sparkly as hell I'm distracted just looking at it well I mean of the of the three yeah I'm with Davies kid Ah, uh, 16. Maybe, maybe. So, so far, you've, you've made two good points that you've convinced him of the nature of a dire threat, which he understands. Mm-hmm. Cool. You've cool, cool. Convinced, you've made the point that um, this knowledge is a good tool for, for you and perhaps for... We'll leave it at that. Damn it. DM secrets. Damn it. He... <laughs> I guess he accepts that you're not working with Serial, and although he doesn't... He hasn't, obviously... Like, his last encounter with her was many centuries ago. But high elves. he... We have a way of lingering around. He says, you may not be... You may not be 
in league with that evil, but there are lesser evils in this world. Are you beholden to your court? Would you use this to defend this place against your own people? Thaddeus just kind of turns with a, well, <laughs> kind of like that, like, Chris Tucker, it's Friday movie. He kind of just turned and be like, shit, is she going to, she going to about to divulge that she's going to kill us? <laughs> it's, no, I'm not. It was, he's not asking about you guys. He's asking about the Aladrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, are you willing to defend us from them? <laughs> not necessarily just this group, but like this, this plane. Oh, he yeah. s- says the the Eladrin have interests in their own their own agendas at the expense of, of this plane the expense of other people and there's only one person more calculating than Serial and that was Cilia I would wager she's far more dangerous or at least she was at the time I agree with you that I believe that the Eladrin court has other intentions that they have not conveyed to me through my through what they've given me as my mission. I've also learned through the course of my mission that their idea of restoring the balance is different than what it probably should be. There are people, there are good people in the Eladrin courts. From experience, I can't say that Queen Saffron is my favorite. But I took a mission to serve the planes as a whole. As a representative of my home, but not an alliance that would mean me hurting the rest of the, the world and existence. So yes, I would defend this plane. Make a persuasion check. Oh, 13. Was the speech compelling enough for advantage or something? Was it good? I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) And I've used all my inspiration. Damn it. He looks skeptical. He looks skeptical as to where you would actually draw the line. If it makes you feel better, we've literally left the God's Eye we've collected to be destroyed. Well, to be utilized, I should say. And not to be given back to the Feywild. He asks, he asks, he wants to know more, like, if you read this, like, you obviously, he's seen you as a giant snake, you obviously have magical proficiency, so if you read this, how is it going to make you stronger? Is this something that you're going to impart to others, your, your own allies, other people who don't already have a grasp of magic? My goal is not to... As you're at your request, especially, my goal is not to give this to other people. My goal, my thought process is that as much as you've got this knowledge, there might be others with either the same knowledge or different knowledge as time has passed. Anything that's in these books would just possibly help me defend this plane to a greater extent. I don't wish I don't wish to use it if I don't have to, but my my no my desire is to not give it to anyone nor would I. That is my word to you. Care uh Gutterbird or Thaddeus going to offer up anything else? 
And I'll just look over. I was like, maybe you guys could vouch for my character or something. Like mutter under. (laughs) Says the snake. I'm not a snake anymore. I'm a reformed snake. Yeah. (laughs) Thaddeus will kind of, in almost like a supportive step, like steps in behind, but like offset. So kind of that like, I'm behind you 100% of the way kind of vibe. Uh, And says to Amrithane, he just goes, Good king, we understand your desire to protect this plane from the people that, or the individuals that would definitely utilize this power for their own gain. But I have seen at least this elf overcome with pain at the idea of power falling into the wrong hands. And not just the hands that her court have deemed the wrong hands, but into the hands of those that even from within her court will cause strife. And I, as a resident of this plane, trust her with that knowledge. Okay, I'll I'll allow one more uh, persuasion check, um, either from Thaddeus or Chai. I got this. Oh god, oh god, okay. I don't got this. No, Matt, no! Well, I had a better bonus. Uh, I got an 11. Oh, God. Can Chai make a charisma saving throw? No, my God, no. Uh, You get plus two. Uh, I get a plus two? Yeah, because of my aura. Uh, Then that's a 21. Okay. Was it a charm effect? Because then I'd also have advantage on it. (laughs) I think you're fine with a 21. (laughs) No, it's not a charm effect. So you felt like these icy tendrils invading your consciousness and Gutterbird and Thaddeus kind of see almost like these ethereal hands next to Chai's head and Amarthane is like looks like he's trying to pry into Chai. So if he's trying to detect thoughts or like do anything like to get my intentions This was a possession attempt. Yeah. Ah, okay. But he he kind of, like, you kind of push him back with your mental fortitude with a little boost from Thaddeus. And the the actual ghost of Amorthane actually looks like he's pushed back somewhat. And he says, hmm, you have strong will. That shit doesn't fly here, friend. And the odd, like the holy symbol starts to glow as Thaddeus takes off the bandage and just is ready for... For uh, a ready for a conflict, but also wants to prove that there is a way to deal with the undead at his disposal. If he, have, if he has access to a wish spell, I don't know what we're up That's, against. Yeah, it's also a ghost. Yeah. Anyway, he he sees Thaddeus's posture. He's kind of he's kind of intrigued, and he says, "Well, this would be a good test." Can you defend this knowledge against all comers? 
Thaddeus cracks his neck and goes, I'm more than willing to try. Oh, boy. Okay. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I was like, is Gunnar just slowly backing away at this point? Just like, I'm not with them. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm going to put this dice away. It's not been rolling that great. Just a little 11 for me. Thaddeus got himself a hearty nine. Oh, we're doing great. I have an 11. No, that's a lot. 12. What do I have that will fight a ghost creature? I'm assuming a wraith of some kind. Okay, Chai's up first. Oh, good. (laughs) He is purely spectral, right? He's incorporeal. Okay, I'm going to... Let me just read the spell, make sure that it's actually a thing I can do right now at this distance. Sorry, I was not anticipating an encounter, nor to go first. My apologies. This ad break brought to you by Shwarma. (laughs) And Shwet. Not not Shwet and Shwarma. Just Shwarma. Their relationships on the rocks, and we only got money from one of them. However... (laughs) They're opening a brand new location that is just a gym, which is weird. You think Schwet would have done that? <laughs> do, do they have an area to stretch and swarm up? Whoa! Oh. What? How? One? Okay. How far is he from me? It's just like in the adjacent room, so like thirty feet ish. Oh, the adjacent room. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh... And he looks like he's 100% going to attack us. Yeah, we're an initiative. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. I'm... I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere into the space that he's in. So he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Mmm. All right. Using some new dice that... uh... K from Discord sent to me. Ooh. That's a natural one. <laughs> I always liked K. <laughs> yes. Okay. 2D6. I guess technically, sorry, it's like the it's in the spot in front of him. It's not in the same spot. It has to be an unoccupied spot. Uh seven points of fire damage. Mm-hmm. And when it ends its turn there. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make its another dexterity saving throw. So when it ends its turn there, it also takes another. And I... That's my move. Um, he will kind of just float lazily to the wall to his right, your left, and float through it. Great. And you hear the grinding of metal gears from the other room. No, God, no. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. So we're we're fighting a ghost. <laughs> and he's going to get in and then activate, like, a, a golem? Or that might, be, that might be something different in D&D, but... Like a, like a giant mechanical... Oh my God. Anyways, sorry. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kevin, Kevin, it's just the ghost in the machine. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you hear something heavy and metal, something heavy and metal rolling towards uh, the doorway where you are, very slowly. Oh my god! No. But it's rolling, and it's got a bird's turn. Oh great! Um, can you provide to me the approximate dimensions of the uh, the hamster ball, the hamster wheel? Um. I mean, I'd say that's like, uh, like waist, waist height on a human. Okay. And, and do we get the sense that it, it, it's, it's obviously now rolling towards us because I don't think a ghost who can move through walls would then get in a, a vehicle to escape, but I'd like <laughs> to verify. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's, um, it's rolling slowly in your, in the direction of the hallway that you're in. Oh no, I don't have what I wanted to do. What'd you want to do? I thought I had, uh, I thought I had mold earth, but I don't. But how great would it be to just put a five foot square hole right in that doorway? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, okay, okay. Well then I think I would... Uh, I would love to cast fear. Wait. Does it work on no, it's want... humanoids, isn't it? Yeah, what does a ghost have to be afraid of? Yeah, it might oh yeah, it might be immune to fear. I don't I can't recall, depending on what it is. Its legacy being corrupted by the tapes that it left behind. Constantine. John Constantine, <laughs> asshole. Okay. Then I think I'd like to, you know, this may not do anything to to the ghost, but I wonder if perhaps, yeah, I'd like to try to cast Fireball um, in the doorway. Okay, you're not sure if it's going to make it to the doorway like this round, but you can either you can either move down the hallway to cast Fireball at it. So you'd kind of be like almost entering the forge area. Okay, or you yeah. can or you can just sort of like hold off and wait until it pokes its head around the corner and then it's like that's holding your action. Yeah. So when I that happens, would... then you just like let loose. Yeah, I think I'd like to use this turn to announce that I will be casting uh fireball later. <laughs> Preparing us for the album drop. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to Thaddeus. All right. Thaddeus is going to use his bonus action to cast Magic Weapon on his axe. It is now, us for all intensive porpoises, a plus two axe and a magical weapon. So I'm... Not too shabby? Yeah. And, uh... He'll slowly move towards kind of like where the noise is coming from, limbering up as he goes, just kind of a couple grunts and like some stretching and practicing with the axe now that the um, axe head has started to kind of gain the same sort of filigree and symbols that his uh, false eye has. And he's just kind of testing the weight of it and... (laughs) Moving ever so slowly. Just warming up. Yeah, just warming up and just swarming up. There it is. And uh, 
as he slowly walks towards the uh, the spot, he's like, GB, just don't get me in the fireball. I don't want to break a sweat. And he gives you a quick wink, as if, like, he thinks he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his turn. Uh, he'll hold his action in case the... to do an attack in case uh, the... Automaton will make it to him. Okay. Um, that takes us back to Chai at the top of the order. Uh, do you, so I'm just trying to visualize our arrangement. So we're in that side room and this court, and basically this thing is coming down the hallway, right? Mm-hmm. Can we see? Can I see how far it is? No, no. The like the hallway is fairly narrow, and this is coming from like the larger open forge area that like the main room that this hallway sort of shoots off of so you hear it coming you don't you don't see it coming are we holding up in this room i'm just gonna say like are we holding up in this room or do we want to go out there that is kind of shrugs it doesn't change his tactic how so how how big is the hallway and how big was the construct like would the construct block the hallway I mean, it would take up a good portion of the hallway. The hallway is not super wide. It's it's maybe between 10 to 15 feet. So it's... I mean, the construct is a large creature, I guess. You still have your flaming sphere up. I am aware. Uh, but we... So, sorry, I know you've just said that. You, we can't see it yet, correct? We just hear it coming? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to move the flaming sphere... I can only move it 30 feet, so I'm just going to move it down the hallway, basically, in preparation. Um, and then I'm going to... And that's my bonus action. Um, the What I'm going to do instead, then, is I'm going to... I'm going to use my Mold Earth Cantrip, as so inspired by uh, Gutterbird. Be like, don't worry, boo, I got you. And I'm going to... Does Mold Earth out work on masonry? Uh, that's why I was just gonna check. I think it does work. There is a re- There is a lot. There is a section for it for stone. So I'm just wanting to. That's my goal anyway. We'll see if I can do it. The target is lo- uh, okay. Hold on. You choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range that fits a five foot cube. You can ma- manipulate it in one of the following ways. If the target of the area is loose earth, you can instantly excavate it and move it on the ground. The movement. Uh, so obviously not earth. Not uh, loose earth. Uh, you can cause shapes, colors to both appear on the dirt or stone, spelling out a word. The dirt or stone you target on the ground can become difficult terrain. So I would like to alter the terrain. And try and, like, slow it down. Good old speed bump. Yeah. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Pop that off. Closer, like, in front of the sphere. So I want to make it j- jaggedy rock, I guess. Sorry, I should say, in, uh, when I say in front of the sphere, like between the sphere and the construct. What level of spell is a uh, flaming sphere? It is a second level. Okay. Amarthane's going to use his action to dispel magic, and your flaming sphere flickers out. The construct rolls around the corner, and you can hear like the uh, a little bit of trouble as it slows down. Struggling to get around this difficult terrain, and it is kind of sitting just at the bend, just down the corridor. 
So this would trigger, uh, it will prevent it from getting further into the corridor this turn, preventing it from charging down towards Thaddeus, uh, but it will trigger Gutterbird's fireball action. So go ahead, Kevin, with your, oh, I guess I have to make a dexterity saving throw. Regardless, Kev still does need to roll 8d6. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Surprisingly, this gigantic metal thing fails its dexterity. It's not that dexterous. So it fails. Oh, I forgot to mention, yes, with... Um, uh, before before the flaming sphere flickers out, you hear you hear Amarthane's voice. And it's not malicious, but he says, Well, that's interesting. I like that. And then dispels it. He's a Pitbull fan. He's just like, ooh, fireball. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, Kevin. Roll your fireball damage. 21. Does that... Matt, help me out here. Uh, or Sarah. Somebody who... Anyone who knows the rules better than me. Which <laughs> anyone is basically but Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he was holding his action... And it didn't get triggered that round, but it got triggered this one. Does that? And he's next in the order. Does he get to go again? Your act—if you have a held action, you only lose it if it gets back to your turn. But because the construct went first ah. and triggered the held action, so it's the held action, and then now immediately, and now his turn Kevin again. gets to go. Yeah. All right. Go again, Kevin. Okay. Did anything happen with the fireball? Yeah. It it hit the construct. Hit it real hard. Oh. It's it's still standing though. Hmm. <laughs> I would think it would. <laughs> Get ready, because here comes an Eldritch Blast. And I have rolled a, a natural twenty with spell attack bonus of seven. <gasps> oh. So we're talking twenty-seven. But then I have to roll again because it's two things. And I have rolled an eight, so that is uh, twenty-seven and fifteen. So the 15 is going to, uh, it's going to miss, but the 20, obviously, um, that's going to be an automatic 10. And then, so roll D10 and add four. Nine. All right. 40 points of damage just from Gutterbird. Uh, Thaddeus, your turn. How far is this lovely... uh construct from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you moved about halfway down the hallway-ish. It's about like 20 feet away. Marvelous! Uh, Thaddeus is going to move towards it. And at the 10-foot mark, you are actually going to hear some growling and hissing noises come out of Thaddeus. Oh, God. But they sound rhythmic in a way and <laughs> he's speaking draconic oh um, and with draconic he is saying essentially that you who have chosen to not necessarily prevent block I, I guess prevent yeah you who have chosen to prevent my vengeance shall feel my steel Wowzies. Uh and I'm going to use my vow of enmity uh, I have advantage on attacks against this thing for the next minute. Oh, God. Oh! <laughs> oh! That's my channel divinity. I get one a day. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> so I'm just gonna walk up to him and be like, alright, 
This this seems like the time to pop off. Uh, even with my nine, I have an eighteen to hit. Eighteen, yeah, you hit. Awesome. I'm going to put a first level smite into that. Now I'm hitting the construct, but because it's possessed, does that count as undead? It's not possessed, but uh, no. Oh, it's not possessed. It is not. Oh shit. He's in the wall just laughing at us. Okay, well. That was. Oh, he's not like in it or anything. No. I thought he was driving. I think he just activated (laughs) it. Alrighty, what do we got? What do we got here? We got 10 plus 7. 27 points of magical slashing and radiant damage. Ouchie, okay. And for my second attack. Uh, another 18. I will just be, uh, I will just be slapping it with the axe. I'm not smiting this time. Ooh, good. Great weapon fighting allows me to reroll the ones and the twos. For a 17 total magical slashing damage. Okay, we're back up to Chai. I'm gonna yell at the guys. I'm like, just, okay, actually first, can I see... Is this like an open structure or is it like a solid exterior? Um, it looks, I mean, it has the appearance of being like almost solid metal. There's no like opening to like see inside of it or anything like that. Oh, sure. I mean, if you got up close to it, yeah. You want me to stick a wrench in the gears? (laughs) No, I just don't want the outside of it. I want to do what I want to do to the inside of it. Mm. Uh, Sexy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and how far is it from me now? Um, if you're still in the in the room, it's like maybe 40 feet-ish. If I got within 10 feet of it, would I be able to see inside of it? I mean, I guess you, you could see that there are small openings, but like if you're within 10 feet, it's it's like... You would have to essentially have to ha- like have a light source going directly into it to, to like look inside. Uh, I mean, I can try to help you out. What do you, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? You're, you're being too good. <laughs> what oh. I want to do, and I think that I'm gonna do it in this. Well, okay. I want to yell at the guys and basically like try not to touch it too much, and I'm gonna get up to it. I want to try and see inside of it. And I'm gonna cast heat metal at third level and try and melt it from the inside. Oh yeah. I don't want to do the exterior, and just in case Thaddeus is like gonna get burned by it. But if all I can see is the outside, I will have to do that. But I'm trying to like get in, like cast the spell targeted towards its insides. I mean, I'll I'll let you make a perception check with disadvantage, um, and if you fail, then you'll just have to resort to the exterior. Oh, they're. One is fine, one is cocked. Hold on. Uh, 12 and a 15. So 12, 18. Uh, I mean, you get a little bit. You get, I'll, I'll, I'll allow okay. it. Okay. So I'm going to get up to it, cast heat metal on the insides. So it takes 
any creature within, uh, or I guess any physical construct, or any creature in physical con... Any creature within physical contact of the object I'm doing takes 2d8 fire damage from within until the spell ends. I can use my bonus action to reignite the fire damage. Now, the area where I'm going to need your interpretation, if a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw to drop the object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on all of its attacks or ability checks. Because it can't drop itself, would it just have disadvantage? I mean, I would say that it would take it would take damage from its metal being heated up in a way that it was not designed to, to heat up. But I, f- I feel like the intention of the spell is to damage a creature that is holding or wearing something. Uh, and it's the disadvantage is being imposed because it feels pain. So I would say probably probably I not guess the it disadvantage. depends if you think the robot is alive or not. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it takes the damage, but none of the disadvantage. That is my verdict. Okay, that works. I will roll my 3d8 fire damage. That is balls. Uh, that is 10. Mm. But it will it's still up. Yeah. Yeah. I use my bonus action misty step to get onto the other side of it. Ooh, okay. Uh can you oh you I'm assuming your, it's immune to fear. Yeah, you're using your yeah. racial thing, not casting a spell. I mean if if it's not immune to fear it has to make a wisdom saving throw. It is immune to fear. Yeah, so it doesn't have my winter effect, but I, I teleport 30 feet from where I am to the other side of it. <laughs> you teleport and it just goes, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I want to get to the other side to kind of give it different. And flanking, one might argue, at certain times. But yeah, I want to go, not in this exact moment, I want to go a little farther away from it on the other side. Chaya is behind it. Thaddeus is in front of it. Gutterbird is where in relation to Thaddeus? I feel like I'm uh, the least proximal. I think I'm off in the, kind of in the background. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Chai's to the back of, Chai's to the front of me, Gutterbird's to the back of me. Don't! I am stuck in the middle. No! Stuck in the middle with a construct. Oh, damn it! I was literally stuck in the middle with you! Fuck! Yeah! (laughs) Wait, was that not intentional? No, it, it, <laughs> it was. It was it intentional. Was. I just forgot the line. Oh. just forgot the And line. tried to make it more situational than it was. Why don't we just edit it out and you can do the joke over again? <laughs> well, I'll just Mother laugh. Oh, God, yes. Like it was the best thing we ever heard. I don't want to sit through that again. <laughs> Tim, just put this in post. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Okay. Funny guy. The guardian construct is going to use a stored spell. Great. Um, it can't line up uh, Thaddeus and Gutterbird for reasons that I won't say out loud for a line oh spell, but it does have two opponents who are right within 
melee range, so it will use its stored uh, fourth level. Th- I'm mm-hmm. 20 feet from it. Ah, son of a bee. Because I was 10 feet from it and then teleported 20 feet to the other side of it. Feet. Well, my 30 yeah, total, yeah. but yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm 20 feet on the other side of it. I mean, I might still be in range. I'm just trying to clarify. <laughs> Thaddeus waves sadly. Yeah. <laughs> so you're 20 feet behind it? Yeah. All right. It's going to provoke an opportunity attack to move back so that you are each within 15 feet of it. Oh, no. Oh, so close. I rolled a 19 on the die. Well, I mean, it'll hit. Yeah, exactly. I'm not... Wait, did you... Well, you have advantage. Yes. I, I rolled a one with the other die. Ooh. <laughs> of 18 points of magical slashing. Okay, so this thing is like smoldering. It has kind of like this eye slit, sort of like a Boba Fett helmet, and there's like steam coming out of it. It's starting to look pretty rough. Mm, But I feel like it's about to fuck me up. I'm gonna need a constitution saving throw from Thaddeus and Chai to resist this fourth level thunder wave. You also are That's close dis- enough for my plus two. Disgusting. Cons- uh, constitution? Oh, you miserable twat. <laughs> 18. I have a plus four. So four. No, I'm just Seven. <laughs> oh, no. Did I say 18? I yes. think that's what I said. Yeah, 18. Yeah, okay, so Sarah's going to pass. Uh, but we'll still take some damage. 25, we'll call it 13 for, I guess 13, hang on, oh no, it's not bludgeoning, it's thunder damage, of course, it's thunder wave, Tim, yes, idiot. Yes, sadly. Uh, it was okay, a so bludgeon wave. <laughs> 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 That's 25 points of thunder damage to Thaddeus, and half of that, we'll call it uh, 13 for Chai. Gross. I right. rolled a 21 on my concentration check for magic weapon, so that's still cool. Up. Cool. Um, you're each pushed 10 feet away. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine on my concentration check too. Uh, 20 feet away, did you say? 10. 10, okay. So now I'm f- 25 feet? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Amarthane, who. Okay, so Chai gets like pushed back. You're, you're basically like into the forge now almost. And you see Amarthane. What like observing you with curiosity? And he says, "Wow, I've never seen such impressive teamwork, and you're just doing a number on my construct and a fellow linguist in in what I thought was perhaps just a brute. Such intri- intriguing characters you are. How come he hasn't complimented me? <laughs> he complimented you. Well, he's he's." hasn't really witnessed a whole lot of I mean okay so the, I mean, the fire the fireball <laughs> was <I'm> quite <laughs> Gutterbird's like shouting at it's like you shamed the ghost into giving you approval <laughs> he may be resistant to acid fire lightning thunder bludgeoning etc but he's not, but not resistant shame. to shame yeah <laughs> but not shame I'd like to <laughs> 10 points of shame damage 
So yeah, Amarthane says some stuff, and he says, I feel like I must test you a little more, and he's going to no! do a withering touch on Chai. <gasps> With a total of a 22 to hit. It hits. This one. My metal dice. Okay, I could tell. Or you just had loose doubloons kicking around. <laughs> Thaddeus calls back to Gutterbird. Gutterbird! Hey, GB! He just said some really nice stuff about the way you were fighting. <laughs> but he might kill Chai as a consequence. I, I don't know if you heard it. Being so tone? far down this hallway. Tell him I say thanks. <laughs> uh, so you're going to take 17 points of necrotic damage. Ooh. That's horrifying. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that takes us to Gutterbird. All right. I'd like to um, just, I feel like I'm not a part of this. <laughs> I feel like everybody else is just up there getting compliments. So I'm going to run. Uh, I want to use my turn to just get get a little bit, uh, get a little bit closer, baby. And and then what? Uh, and, uh, and then put it on. Put it on. <laughs> Is this uh, anyway, a Carly sorry. Rae Jepsen song that you're quoting? I'm sorry, it's the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. But one would argue yeah. you can't have one without the other. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would argue that. I uh, I think What's at this point. That? So the, um, the, the, the construct itself is, uh, you know, it's, uh, how would you describe it? Like, would you say it's near, like glowing with heat? Yeah, there's, there's a glow about it. But not the kind of glow that's complimentary. It's more of a worrisome right. glow. Yeah, not a... doesn't have that pregnancy glow. <laughs> I uh, hope not. Cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to find what I have that is... kind of the most... impactful. Uh, physically impactful. And although I use them constantly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and hit that with a... Hit, hit it with an Eldritch Blast. So I've got... Oh, 18. And uh, 21. That's two hits. And so that one is going to be 8. One is 8. And one is 11. Okay. Thaddeus? Uh, so I am 25 feet away from it. Yes, that's right. Marvelous. That's. I had five feet to work with. <laughs> uh, I am going to. Thaddeus is going to kind of just. It's going to do that thing when your ears feel like they need to pop, and he's going to wiggle his jaw around <laughs> to try and make it feel right. Mop, mop. Yeah, yeah, mop, mop. And then he's going to just shake his head a little bit, and he's going to come back in, but he's going to come in. Like kind of like he's like, all right, enough fucking around. Um, it's going to be a running start, and one foot off the wall is he's going to come up and down with a massive overhead swing, just trying to cave in the uh, head of this creature construct, whatevs. Oof. God, why do I suck at rolling? 16 was the high number? Your axe glances off of the armor. Uh, he, he's 
going to just kind of shake that off and go, must have been an inner ear thing. And go <laughs> as like an upward swing trying to uh, cleave the top half off of the rollerball. Oh, rollerball. There we go. That is a dirty 20. That'll do it. Uh, and I've still got... Yeah, we'll do another smite. 28 points across magical radiant and slashing damage. Okay. Your powerful strike, in addition to all the damage that's come before this, severs the torso from the from the moving ball part. Nice. So now do we have two enemies we're fighting? <laughs> yeah, is it still up or is it just part of it's cleaved off? No, it's it's no longer functional. Oh, nice. Nicely done. Okay, and that takes us to Chai. You're in the room with, you're in the room with a ghost. Yeah, I am. I am in a room with a ghost. Uh, I was mostly gonna attack the ball, so now that that's gone, my entire plan has gone away. You are up to where it was now, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go and and literally like kind of like crack my neck a little bit. I'm like, oh, that was a little unsettling. Uh, Thaddeus, you might want to move out of that hallway and I'm going to cast Enlarge on Thaddeus. <laughs> I feel like okay. I make a lot of very stupid noises and sounds when we're playing this game, but I think that was by far the most like childlike, idiotic noise I've ever made. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? I was about to go whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> She said she was going to do it and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh boy so you now have advantage on strength checks uh, strength and strength saving throws your targets uh, your target your weapon sorry grows to match the size so I don't know if it's now a larger weapon that deals more damage one might argue I get an extra d4 yeah so you deal an extra d4 of damage to all of your attacks with your weapon and I'm gonna try and maybe tuck behind something so I'm not in like direct line of sight if there's like a, a forge thing a bucket a anything around <laughs> one small rack of wood I mean are you yeah. moving away from the ghost is it right up in my shed I thought it was farther away no it it's withering touch was a melee attack oh oh no I was unprepared for that ah uh... Sorry, I thought the I thought I I thought the touch um, was like um, enough of an indicator. My apologies. Does that change no, what you want to no, do? No, I don't, I don't know how ghosts work, <laughs> so I'm like, that's fine. Um, I will. I will. Actually, so I will stay where I'm at. I'll still cast the enlarge. I've made my choice, um, but I'm gonna like turn to it and say, "Is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like look it dead in the eye, uh, dead in the eye. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look at it and be like." You're right. We are a team, and this is how we roll. And I, and then literally just like, whoop, 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 like Mario sounds as he like enlarges. And I'm gonna like vaguely like throw my hand backwards. So he's like, "You're right. This is how we do it." And then like, just your back. So yeah, I'll stay up in his shit and like try and assert my authority. Still getting tripped up by this. Oh, the stone is slightly uneven here. So did you have to be able to see Thaddeus to? cast that on him? Uh, I believe, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
He was because he was. I, if I can't see him, then I would have do, done something differently. Okay, but I assumed I could have. So by the transitive was property, then the ghost can also see Thaddeus. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. I assumed I could see him. Okay. But if I couldn't, then I'm not sure how the hallway is aligned versus the it's main a, chamber. It's a straight hallway because you just got pushed straight backwards from the cre- from the construct. So you and I are in. Yes. So logic would dictate. Yes. Okay. So you could see now that the constructs are especially gone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ghost is going to try something else. He says, when we opened that door to the far realm, we saw things that almost drove us completely out of our minds. Things that made us turn with fear. How do you manage fear, I wonder? And he is going to change into some ghastly wraith for a split second. And uh, Chai and Thaddeus are going to have to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this a charm effect or no? It's a frightening effect. effect? No. Uh, I'd like to roll over 10. (laughs) It was a a wisdom saving throw? Yes, please. 19. Uh, Even rolling an 8, I still got a 14. Okay, all right. Thaddeus is frightened. Wow, I think this is the first time we've frightened a paladin. Well, I can't roll over ten, so... Yeah, it's not going so great for him over here. What do you mean? Oh, oh you just haven't been rolling over ten. Yeah. Yeah, I've been rolling absolute garbage. As per my usual. Okay, it's just... It's just a barely... Barely didn't pass. Yeah, I figured it was a 15 or something. It's a, it's a momentary pause, and you, even though you're larger, you're, you've stopped, and you are uh, frightened for one minute, but Chai is resolute. I just love the idea of this this ghost, like the this, this split second change into the wraith. It's almost like just going, and like changing back. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... Um, it's like large in, uh, large from lar- Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is Gutterbird's turn. Thaddeus can't move closer. Um, well, it's not even his turn yet. So, anyways, you're. I think you're around the corner. You can't, and you you were out of line of sight of this, but you hear this kind of like a banshee-like screech, and you see Thaddeus, enlarged as he is, stop in his tracks. Is this something that gets a? Can like a, a save again, or is this like done? Uh, he can repeat the save at the end of his turn. Oh, I'm taking a look at all my uh, my spells here. I really don't think uh, I have very much that's helpful. So I'm gonna try and go. I wonder if so. For any spells that have person in the title, presumably those are only effective on people who are currently people <laughs> does it say like humanoid can Do they you... count as humanoid basically I'm, I'm wondering you know maybe it's time I don't think you can I don't think you can hold the soul withhold person <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm thinking more charm person I think I think the time for action is over and now is the time for talk but I don't know if you can <laughs> reason in in initiative so I mean, you can use your turn to try to talk to him. 
Yeah, I'd like to try and have a conversation. But I guess so. I gotta get a little closer. Mm-hmm. And then once I once I've done that, I'd like to just be like, hey, what's you know, why are we doing all this? If you're testing us, have we not have we not proven our our efficiency, our allegiances? What more could we what more could we prove? And I'd like to um, so I have charm person, and I also have beguiling influence. Which is a deception and persuasion proficiency, so I'm not... I don't know how all of that works. So charm person is a... Like, that's a spell that you would cast to try to put another creature under your influence. Um, Beguiling influence gives you a bonus to, like, like, try to persuade somebody or to, like, get better at lying to them. Uh... So char- charm person is a like forces them to sort of be compliant in certain ways. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. So I wonder if, um, yeah, maybe. So so if I've said that now, can I? If I if I've attempted my my charm uh, to say, you know, what more could you do? We need to show you. Why are you testing us? Why can't we just? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Yeah, if you want, like, I'll let you either... You can either cast a spell or you can roll a persuasion check. Or you can do anything else. What would you like to do? Like, if you cast a spell and fail, like, it seems... That seems more hostile. If you're legitimately trying to end combat, you can try to either lie to him or persuade him. Ah. Because if you try to charm him and it fails... He's going to be aware that you did this thing to try to gain power over him. Interesting. Let's be risky. I want to do it that way. You cast Charm Person, and it has no effect. Oh my god. What? (laughs) And now he's angry. Well, I mean, he was not angry. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He was angry anyways. I would like to cast the spell target on my back, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can do, but it yeah. can do. You you cast this on him and he's he's kind of floating there still with his hands behind his back and he he kind of smirks and he says, "Ah, yes, I remember that one. Hasn't worked on me in quite some time, although no one's tried. Valiant effort though. Thaddeus. So then how does he know?" <laughs> Uh, Thaddeus is like, not not quaking in his boots, you know? It's that momentary hiccup. And he's gonna try and pass it off as, like, he noticed that he's bleeding from somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so he's gonna just use uh, Lay on Hands to give himself an extra 25 hit points. Oh, cool. As his action. Effectively undoing that Thunder Wave. Good moment to heal if you can't move. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to uh, repeat his saving throw. And he's going to roll a dirty 20. So now he's fine. Oof. We are back up to Chai. Hmm. <laughs> Pity you used that Misty step. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not loving it. I, I'm going to cast Poison Spray, but I'm assuming it's resistant to poison, so... No, it's not resistant to poison. Oh shit! Okay, it's immune. Is it immune? Oh, you bastard! Oh. 
Fuck you. Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> the delivery on that was so good. She had such hope in her eyes and you just took it. You dick. <laughs> All right. That was a lot of that was a lot of build up. That yes, that's what I was trying to do. You pressured me into making a spell I know was a bad choice. It's your fault, Tim. <laughs> I feel like the, you did the same thing. I am well aware it's resist. You did the same thing when I was going to charm him, and you were like, you could do that, or you could do anything else. <laughs> yeah, that was... Jesus. All my shit, my buff shit, is all touch, and all the damage I can do without a concentration spell is all shit he's resistant to. Or immune to. <laughs> so I am at a fucking loss right now. So he casts poison spray at it, and he, he kind of, like, waves his hand. He's like, what is this? What is this, poison? I'll bonus action healing word myself. Okay. It's healing word or cure. Whichever cure, cure wounds or healing word. I think it's healing word. That's the bonus one. Healing word is the uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, bonus action, do that. He's going to... He says, hmm, you resisted me once before. I wonder if our one-eyed friend is as resilient. So Thaddeus, can you make a charisma saving throw? All right. This is my highest bonus. Oh, God. At plus seven. <laughs> Twenty-four total. Oof. <laughs> so he floats up to you, and you feel the cold, icy tendrils of the grave, just momentarily, and then you shirk him off, like a little, like somewhat easily. I swear this never is happens. Is he right? He is he right up in my business? Yeah. Did he leave my business? He did. I'm gonna fuck him up. What are you gonna hit him with? Uh, my... Shimitar? My Shimitar. I mean, it might do half damage. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but damage is damage. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Uh, nine points of slashing damage. Ooh. All right, you feel the scimitar, like, connect with some kind of, like, something that's thicker than air, but thinner than flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, once once he comes up to Thaddeus and Thaddeus brushes him off, he just looks at him and goes, I've felt the cold grasp of death before. <laughs> and it didn't take me then, friend. Also, you done fucked up. I assume it's Gutterbird's turn now. <laughs> it is, however, Amarthane having been rebuffed now by two members of the party. And seeing that you made quick work of his his guardian, he says, Okay, I think that's sufficient. Shall we cease, or shall we continue? I think that depends on, on you there. <laughs> Just speaking as the DM, he is, he is offering to end combat, so you can roll insight on him if you want. He is not sort of posturing himself like he's going to attack again but whether or not he's lying uh, is I'll leave that up to you to your characters if you trust him I would like to roll an insight check to see whether he's like to see whether he's lying whether he's going to attack us again or to see whether 
I can gleam that he's convinced of us, like, in any positive way. Not, well, plus six. Uh, 18. Yeah, you think that he's being pretty forthcoming. He never really seemed angry or really vicious or hateful in, in this whole thing. It was all very matter-of-fact. I'll, I'll ask that. He says, do you want me to leave him? you this this way for you're only going to be it for a minute Thaddeus kind of just kicks the like a loose pillow you want to do something in this form Thaddeus kicks a loose pillow goes I never get to hit him when I'm this big this is bullshit they always get all scared and just grumbles away as he slowly reduces back to normal size as you walk down the hallway (laughs) and his voice kind of changes back to normal as he shrinks down yeah it's like we can't. T- is he getting? Is he getting smaller? Or is he walking far away? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good perspective. Good question. Hard to tell. Uh, actually, this is a move he taught to one of his other cousins. Uh, oh God, Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so we're out of combat, and Amarthane will say, "You're quite strong." I was not expecting you to be so resourceful, and look. My guardian is in ruins. Two separate pieces. What am I going to do with a ball? I mean, I can think of a couple things. <laughs> Thaddeus is like leaning back across it to crack his back. <laughs> I mean, like I could melt it back into something else if you want. He sort of waves his hand. And he says, I wouldn't be much of a dwarf, even as a ghost, if I didn't know how to reforge my creations. Fair. And he says, I I think I would be willing to impart some knowledge from the books to you. And I, I will help you with your endeavor to find this meteorite in my keep. You have my solemn word that I will not harm you unless you bring it upon yourselves. Define bring it upon ourselves. Don't tell any dwarf jokes. Fine. <laughs> he says that he doesn't want the books taken out. That is his, is his only, only wish. It's That's a, fine. It's a reference library. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. And that you do not speak of this place to anyone else. What place? Oh, wink. I just, I, I, give him, yeah, I give him that slow head nod like, yeah, I know. You know what I mean. <laughs> ah, it's a private reference yeah. library. <laughs> okay. And he, he says, well, I'm, I'm certainly in no rush. I have, I have much time, much time to spare. Why don't the three of you rest in the knowledge that nothing will harm you during your respite? Thaddeus is already out. <laughs> so the three of you can take a long rest uh, and we can pick this up next time. <laughs>